The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Hi, uh, this is Molly Olguin, co-creator of The Pasithea Powder and voice of Jane Gonzalez. And I am Jackie Hedeman also co-creator of The Pasithea Powder and voice of Sophie Green. The Pasithea Powder is a science fiction thriller. It's also a post-war epistolary slow burn. If you want a more specific breakdown, it's about Captain Sophie Green recovering from a war that ripped her planet apart and left her personal relationships for dead. Among the many atrocities committed on both sides of this war was the invention of Pasithea Powder, a drug with memory-altering properties. Thankfully, the drug has been eradicated, and only a handful of scientists, now political prisoners, know how to recreate it. But when Sophie sees one of these scientists walking free, she has no choice but to turn to Jane Gonzalez, her estranged friend, for help. So that was season one. Uh, In season two, Sophie is alone again after Jane sold her out to the media and made Pasithea public. Uh, This was a speed bump in their growing friendship. Friendship, sure. Uh, now they have to deal with a whole new level of space bureaucracy. Not to mention some new characters. We hope you will enjoy episode 12. Over to you. Thank you for listening. Let us begin. Welcome back, at long last, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings continue the tangled tale of Captain Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two women from the planet of Cassandra and the secrets they discovered after the war. When you last heard from them, Sophie and Jane had finally met face to face. They discussed Jane and her fellow scientists' ongoing efforts to recreate the Pasathea powder, formerly used and misused as a memory-altering drug, now being touted as the only hope against the others, a shape-shifting alien threat. Over the course of a long night, Jane and Sophie grew closer, and there was some hope that these two might put their differences aside. Before Jane took Sophie's comms unit and ran to maverick investigative reporter Eleanor Lopez to share the news of Pasithea and the aliens, with the entire Planetary Strategic Alliance. A very special thanks to premium patron Cece Fong, who helped make this episode possible. This is episode 12. Over to you. Let us begin. I don't know why I'm here. Start at the beginning. No, I mean, let me rephrase. I know why I'm here. I just don't know why anyone thought it was a good idea to... In my experience, it's better not to go too deep before you ship out. Think too hard. And you ship out in... Two days. All right. I won't pretend I don't know who you are, Captain Green. I think everyone on Cassandra knows who you are. And if they didn't before, they do now. I would imagine so. The woman who threatened someone's children to get what she wants. Well, did you? Get what I want. Threaten Anna and David Allegros' children. I should go. I have things to pack, Did and... somebody make you come here today? No. Only earlier, you said you didn't know why anyone thought it was a good idea to come talk to me so close to mobilization, implying that you were... I know. No. I came on my own. And you're leaving so soon. 
Is this your first confession? What? This is... I thought we were just talking. It's a joke. Relax, Captain Green. I don't want to hear anything you don't want to tell me. Just say what's on your mind. Or, if it's easier, what brought you here today? You're here for a reason, Captain Green. I can see that. You seem troubled. It is generally thought to be beneficial to talk out your concerns with someone, though it doesn't have to be me. Perhaps a mentor or a trusted friend. No, I... It should be you. I... I came here. It can be you. Take your time. (laughs) It's not a question of time. It's... It's like I've gotten sick of the sound of my own voice, which, trust me, that is not in character. Okay. Uh, well, um, the two months of basic are almost over. It's not as difficult as it was the first time around. I already have the upper body strength, for one thing. Last time it was a slog. People don't think pilots need all that. They think we're the golfers of the military, essentially, but they're wrong. If you could see the shit I have to haul around, plus hang upside down from my ankles, basically, when stuff goes wrong in the engine room, and that's while we're still on the ship. We do land occasionally, and then shit gets really intense. Anyway, physical readiness is not my problem. It's more... This isn't a problem, necessarily, but the first time around, during the Azulian conflict, those were my people, you know? We had each other's backs. But this time it's just me and a bunch of kids. (laughs) Kids? Yeah, you should see them. And how old are you? My birthday's next month. When you will turn, uh... 25. (laughs) I know. It drove my grandparents nuts, too, when my mom would say, you know, I'm so old. (laughs) But it's true, I feel... ancient. I've seen the world, so many worlds, and they haven't seen anything. And I don't know how to prepare them. Is that your job? The ones who report to me, yeah. What about peers? Is there anyone, perhaps not from your previous cohort, but anyone of roughly the same age and experience who might... No. Not on Cassandra. No, I'm... I was about to say I'm unique, which... Kill me. I'd prefer not to. No, I, I mean, there are people who fought in the Azulian conflict, yes, and some of them are back in basic this time around, yes. For the small stuff, I can go to them. So, I'm not completely... I'm not trying to make myself into an island. It's a team sport. I just... When it comes to the the feeling old, I miss having someone to... I had a friend. Jane Gonzalez. I do read the news, Captain Green. I told you your story was familiar to me. Yeah. Jane, she's in my head. She's under my skin. A cricket on your shoulder. An annoying fucking bug, yeah. (laughs) No, it's like... It's like when you get up in the middle of the night and you're all turned around because you're in an unfamiliar place or you're still drunk or whatever... And you fumble around to find the bathroom, not turning on any lights, because then you'd really be awake. And when you get inside, you see something. It's moving fast. It's coming at you. You grab for the lights and get your hands up, and it's you in the mirror. You. And it's like you've never seen yourself before. It's like 
is this what other people see? This uncombed fucking hyperventilating mess? Why did I even bother? I can't fly like this. I need to get my head on straight. What do you mean when you say that? Focus on the task at hand, you know? Not get my crew killed because there's an asteroid off starboard and someone I thought was my friend did a mean thing once. What was the mean thing she did? She took my comm- you know this. She took my comms and she told everyone, everyone, the things we'd been talking about, the things we'd been doing for weeks, months. She looks like a saint. And I look like I'm one of them. From a certain point of view, aren't you? Aren't you supposed to be helping me? I'm not in the business of helping people delude themselves. Have you tried looking at it from her perspective? Of course I fucking have. What do you think I'm doing here? You think if I were just pissed off at her, I'd come crawling to you? I'm sorry, Father Schaefer. I do want to help you. And I wouldn't be much of a military chaplain if I didn't understand life's more uncomfortable complexities. But I think you were right, Captain Green. Right. About what? About troubling the waters so soon before you embark. You want me to help calm your mind, but that is a project for more than a few days. There are no easy fixes. And while I will encourage you to come see me when you're again on land, I am not the person who can resolve this. No? No. Well, shit. I think you knew I would say this. Well, yeah, but I was hoping you wouldn't. I'll be praying for you, Captain Green. Oh. Um, thank you? Now, would you like me to hear your confession? I... Yes. Please. So tell us, Dr. Gonzalez, what do you think of Nemea? This is your first time in the PSA, right? My first time off Cassandra, actually. Wow. You've never even visited Medea? Nope. I never took trips as a child, and I've been kind of busy for the last few years. Well, that's an understatement. So Nemea really is a new experience for you. It is. It's been great so far. Everyone has been very kind. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't really done a lot of sightseeing. I've been very focused on my work. Tell us a little bit about your work. Well, as you know, Robbie, I've been working with a team of experts from the ASD to continue building. Ugh, fuck off. I'm here to see Agent Cullen. Of course, Captain Green. He was just finishing with lunch, but if you wanted to wait a moment... That's all right, I'll just go on in. Captain Green. Well, 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 Agent Cullen, if I ever saw one. Captain Green. Abrupt to see you, as always. We don't need to draw this out, so I will be brief. The Queen's Guard have delegated... Is that beer? Where? Your unpleasant odor. Captain Green. It is 11 in the morning. And you're already eating lunch, so let's not throw stones in glass houses. Lunch is hardly... You flew here. 
your reputation is unsteady enough as it is. A DUI so soon after the Gonzalez revelations. Check my BAC, Cullen. It's from last night. The smell on my jacket. I'm fit to fly. Hmm. You said you wanted to talk to me? You summoned me, actually. Yes. Well, given your imminent departure, given recent events, given the uncertain nature of this alien threat and your, shall we say, unique position at the heart of things, the Queensguard have appointed me your handler. My handler? You will send me daily reports. On uneventful days, a few lines will suffice. There will be no surprises. But I love surprising you, Agent Cullen. I am painfully aware of that. All right. Just like that. Sure. You get that my first duty is to the crew. Naturally. Then we're golden. You should understand that now that the threat of the others is widely known, and the PSA is openly involved, there is every chance that Cassandra will be left in the dark moving forward. It is vitally important that we have someone we can trust on the front lines. And I'm that person. My colleagues took some convincing. (laughs) They were understandably wary. I told them that your loyalty to Cassandra, though on occasion it may be unconventionally expressed, was unimpeachable. And Cassandra is what is at stake. Your reports are for us. Not the PSA. Not the Medeans. Not Dr. Jane Gonzalez. Cassandra. You understand? I understand. Thank you. There may even be a little redemption in it for you, Sophie. Captain Green. Captain Green. Now, will you please leave? You can be a good egg when you try, Cullen. Why are you still here? So, anyway, I was saying, I feel like we'd all be in deep trouble without Jane Gonzalez. Like, she was the only one trying to solve... Bye! Oh. Hi, Captain Green. Goodbye, I mean... Have a good... And we're back in the studio with Professor Alice Gold to discuss Vice President Howe's least favorite whistleblower. Earlier today, the Alliance Scientific Division announced that Dr. Jane Gonzalez will be helming a new research team investigating the effects of Pasithea powder. Professor Gold, what are your thoughts on the ASD's announcement? Well, I mean, we've all been expecting it, Jordan. Either Dr. Gonzalez was going to wind up in an alliance prison, or they were going to put her back to work. Once Howe pardoned her for violating the Military Secrecy Act, it was pretty much inevitable that she'd wind up in an ASD lab. You don't waste a mind like that. Well, what about the other Rowley conspirators? Aren't they still being wasted on Cassandra? Dr. Gonzalez is in a unique position, legally speaking. She officially gave up her Cassandran citizenship when she accepted asylum in the PSA, which means she's subject to PSA laws and can't be protected by the state of Cassandra. Oh? Are you saying she's being forced to work for the ASD? Not at all. 
Protection, legally speaking, means that Cassandra enforces its own laws on its own citizens and that those citizens cannot be subject to or benefit from PSA regulations. As a Cassandran citizen, Gonzalez couldn't be arrested for breaking the Military Secrecy Act. As a unique refugee, let's say, Gonzalez's arrest was a perfectly legal way to get her off Cassandra and into civilized space. So that's why we're not seeing any of Cassandra's other brightest minds popping up on Nemea. Queen Valencia doesn't have to let any of them off-planet if she doesn't want to. Thank you for the breakdown, Professor. So, what do you think the ASD is working on with Gonzalez? Researching the effects of Batsathea is a little vague. Isn't it obvious? They have to be working on a way to reverse it. Sorry, sorry, I wasn't thinking. It's fucking everywhere. Okay, let's talk about anything else. Your mystery girlfriend, Susan. Susan Delgado, yes. Where have you been hiding her? Is she behind that ugly plant? That plant is a birth wart, and its name is Emma. And I haven't been hiding her. She's joining us for dinner. Well, good. I guess that means we should wait for her to break out the bubbly Captain Lee. Oh, wow. Thanks. Wow, this is really good wine. What else are you hiding in that coat? That's for me to know and you two never find out. It's deserved. The promotion. And long overdue. Um, thank you. Yes. I don't know it was public knowledge yet. The commission only came through yesterday. I thought I was flying with Captain Romero. I haven't even met my crew. I barely got a chance to tell Susan. I have ears everywhere. Are you ready? Yes, and? Excited. Petrified. That's normal. I spoke with Milan, Commander Soto. They were my first commanding officer, and they said the most important thing was to trust my instincts. Yeah. So what advice do you have for me? <laughs> you don't need my advice. But... Seriously, Anders, you are a captain. I've seen you in action. Who was in charge on Tyrannus? You. No, I, uh... You. You don't need my advice. I still think about it sometimes. And in a strange way, I'm grateful. We know what we're up against. Everyone else, they have no idea. How are you? Ugh. I mean, with Jane and everything. If you won't give me advice, you at least have to answer me on this. Can I just give you advice instead? Nope, sorry. But I mean, it's kind of fascinating, right? Last time she went public, it was a PR disaster, and she lost us the war. This time... It's a PR disaster, and... But maybe a necessary one, don't you think? Don't let the brass hear you say that. Oh, there's Susan. We'll talk about this later. Do not count on it. Returning to our Cassandran coverage... Earlier today, the palace put out a statement about the ASD's decision to give Dr. Gonzalez her own research team. We'll play that clip for you now. It is sobering to see the Allied Scientific Division lend further legitimacy to the words of a fraud and a dangerous dissident. The brightest minds on Cassandra are now bent to the great task of our lifetimes, protecting our shared humanity from the threat of the others. It is our hope that the Planetary Strategic Alliance will join us in protecting what matters, rather than allowing small minds and short-term thinking to come between us. 
Bold words from Reina Valencia, especially considering that Dr. Gonzalez provided the Queen's own words as testimony during the summer. But the palace has claimed for months that that footage was doctored. Honestly, it doesn't make sense to me, given that they've admitted to Gonzalez's bigger claims. But they've held that party line. That's right. The people of Cassandra are very loyal to their queen. Her word has a credence there that it simply doesn't hold elsewhere. Next, we'll be hearing from Catriona on the ground in Santa Zina to give us the Medellin perspective. Catriona, over to you. Okay. 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 Captain's Log. It's probably time to get back in the habit of talking to myself. Question. Was my footlocker this small last time? I guess on the friendship delegation tour, I wasn't a careful packer. Though, okay, in my defense, I never got much advance warning about attire. Now it's just the uniform. On-duty, off-duty, sleep gear, socks, underwear, all regulation. Cold and hot weather modifications, charging station, toiletry pouch, sidearm. It's a good crew, I think. Maple Salazar is my lieutenant. They've seen some action, at least. Linda Steptoe is second lieutenant. Don't know much about her, but I hear she's good. Then it's just these kids. They're obviously afraid of me, which should work. It'll keep them on their guard, at least. Keep them from getting killed. After we got the briefing on the others and on Pasithea, one of them did work up the nerve to come up and ask me. He's either a genius or an idiot. None of the rest have seen an other, he said, but you have. I told them we'd talk about it later. Tomorrow, probably. First day on the ship. I'll tell them all about it. I think... Too bad there's not a way to stay like this. Strangers to each other. It might be safest. An other can't prey on what isn't there. <laughs> but humans can't seal themselves off. They can try, but it doesn't fucking last. There's always something... Well, we have our orders anyway. Back to Tyrannus, restock, then into orbit. Observe, report, and engage. They gave us these days to come back home and say goodbye. I don't miss that part. Mom and I said goodbye on the first night of leave when I told her about my pension. Here's hoping she actually remembers to upload the forms if anything happens to me. There was a backlog during the war, I heard. Makes sense. It was chaos. Still. Anyway, I told her about how I'd given the benefits people all her information, so it should be easy for her to submit a claim. And she looked at me like, I don't know. And she said, George is well off. And I said, good for George. And she said, we're thinking of getting married and I'd like you to be there. I... In the moment, I thought it was more typical passive-aggressive, schedule-your-life-around-me bullshit. Like... Why couldn't she have said this weeks ago, when I had more than five days to be with her? I can't exactly drop everything and go watch her swear to be faithful to a man in a monogram jacket whenever I feel like it. Like, sorry others, could you hold off on attacking us for one second? My mom is marrying a walking midlife crisis and she wants me there to see it. <laughs> it's just, the, the more that I've been thinking about it, I actually think she didn't say it like, I'd like you to be there. I think she said it like, I'd like you to be there. Ugh, I can't, it's hard to explain. It just, 
She was asking me to come home safe. I am almost positive. She never said that before. In a way, I'm glad she still didn't come right out and say it, because those words are cursed. Everyone knows. So I said, no, I don't care how rich George is. Take the money. And she said, are you sure there isn't anyone else you'd rather leave it to? (laughs) And it would be bad enough if she was suddenly feeling guilty about the time I was five and she accidentally left me in a Medean Mountain hotel room for days because she lost track of time hooking up with that guy Chuck. An apology this late in the game would somehow be worse than no apology at all. But no, it was way simpler than that. It was that thing every parent in the history of the universe does. Are you sure there's no one? Are you sure? Yes, mother, I'm fucking sure. It's a lot of money. You're going to be a rich woman when I'm dead. And there is no one I would rather fucking leave it to than you. Okay. I didn't have a very long list of goodbyes last time, but it was longer than this, even if I don't count telling the college I was dropping out. I didn't think too much about leaving. I was sure we'd be done by coronation day. I just hope it doesn't take years and years this time. Or do I? Because looking at all this, all packed, it's... I'm excited. I'm starting to feel it a little, I think. I'm trying not to look too hard at it, but I think I forgot the good thing about going. That I'll be gone from all this. And though racing season will continue on Talos this month, we're returning champion Pale Moonlight back from... It's too early to tell, but of course we'll do our best. Well, thank you for your candor, Jane. Our next question is from a listener from your hometown of Santa Pedra. They want to congratulate you on your PSA citizenship. That's not actually correct. I don't have PSA citizenship. And they want to know if you have any regrets. Yes. Yes, I have regrets. Would you care to expand on that? I... Shit. Shit, 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 shit! Ah! Okay. Our next question is from Regina from Telos, who wants us all to know that she's nine. Oh, precocious. Reggie writes, Dear Dr. Gonzalez, are you lonely on Nemea? And is it hard being far from home? Well, Regina, that's a complicated question, but it actually has a very simple answer. Yes, it's hard being far from home, and... Yes, I miss my friends very much. Oh, so sweet. That's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for your time, Jane. I know it gets ever more valuable. Fuck it. Fuck it. You were just on with Eleanor Lopez. I was hoping you wouldn't pick up. Look, I don't have time to hem and haw and not say this, so I'm just going to say it. That sucked what you did, the way you did it. That really fucking sucked. My, oh God, someone stop me. My feelings are hurt, but I, I have to forgive you. I have to. Because tomorrow I ship off on the tortoise and I don't have time to, you did what you did, I did what I did, and now here we are. 
And I'm wondering at which point in the evening you decided to... Was it before we almost... So, I'm still angry, and we can fight about it later, but for now, I forgive you. Before I go, I wanted to tell you that, and I hope you'll, I don't know, do whatever you want with that information. Bye, Jane. Thank you for listening to The Pasithea Powder. This was episode 12, Over to You. Tune in next time to see what our heroines will make of this state of affairs. Captain Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hedman. Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly Olguin. Agent Cullen was portrayed by Antal Specter Zabuski. Anders Lee was portrayed by Chia Seed. And Eleanor Lopez was portrayed by Jackie Andrews. DJ Silvis was Father Schaefer. Tennille Chandler was Jordan. Vinay Nariani was Robbie. Su Ling Chan was Professor Gold. And Aidan Valentine was Agent Cullen's assistant. Narration by Crisp Fall Leaves. Original music by Annie Moriondo. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasithea Powder or on our website, PasitheaPowder.com, where show scripts are available. To help us do what we do best, please consider becoming a patron. For bonus content and to support production costs, find us on Patreon, or to make a one-time donation, visit our Ko-fi. The Pasithea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Captain Green will return in episode 13, Missing Things. So